This is Dispatches from the Frontline, readings from the diary of Sister Nan Ray, who served for four grueling years on the frontline of the battlefields of World War I, read by Geraldine Cook Daphne. June 10th. Sent on leave to Blighty. Leave and to requip. June the 11th. Great welcome in London. June 15th. Went to Nottingham and was met there by CME. Arrived at Debdale Hall at 6pm. Very warm welcome from Ellis family. June 16th. Happy day at Debdale. Mr Ellis took some snaps of Christabel and me on the terrace. June 17th, visited Sherwood Collieries. June 18th, left at Debdale, travelled via Birmingham to Warwickshire. Preston Baggett House is beautiful as ever, and Mrs Onslow, Peveril and Catherine wonderfully good to me. June 20th, returned from Warwickshire to London, shopped with Al. June 21st, CME arrived at our flat at 3.15. Dinner party at National Liberal Club. Boy Baines there. Theatre afterwards, The Boy. June 22nd. Attended public investiture at Buckingham Palace. Supported by father and CME. Had Royal Red Cross pinned on by the King, who shook hands and was very friendly and conversational. Very thrilling ceremony. Watched Victoria Crosses being presented and knights being dubbed. Afterwards, went to Marlborough House and was presented to Queen Alexandra in the big drawing room. She looked very frail and ill. Received from her a copy of Queen Alexandra's gift book and a signed engraving. June 23rd, took CME to Ethical Church. Service did not impress us. Al, C and I went to fine concert at Albert Hall, 3pm. 7pm service at St Martin's in the Field and heard our old padre Dick Shepherd preach a very fine sermon. June 24th, shopped. The War Office has granted me the maximum for re-equipping. 60 British pounds. It won't nearly cover expenses these days. Of course, I can never really replace all the personal things I had in my regulation trunk including my gold 21st birthday watch. Some Fritz has sent that to his lady friend, no doubt. June 27th. Lovely birthday morning. Shopped, met Ida, Baroness de Ville, and had luncheon with her and the Baron, and Miss Gatti at the Savoy. Afterwards, CME joined us at the Vaudeville matinee, with Father Al and Christabel dined at Maxim's. June 28th. CME went home, shopped, tea at the Piccadilly with Boy and Mr Venables, visited Barrow, dined at the Piccadilly and went to a review, tails up. July 1st, returned from leave after having had seven days extension, 2.55 Charing Cross, 8.15 Boulogne. Sisters hostel for the night, exciting air raid, spent 12 45am to 2.15am in the cellar. July 2nd, left Boulogne by 7.26am train for Camier. Sent to number 4 Etaples. Allowed day off duty to fix up room and unpack. June 
July 18th, received movement orders at midday, rang up CME at number 46 General Hospital and spent an hour with her in the afternoon, packed. July 19th, left Camier for Abbeville at 10.55am, landed sister's home there. July 21st, evening service at Garrison Church, Abbeville. July 22nd, left sister's home at 11.30am. Train did not move till one o'clock. Travelled slowly via Le Tréport and Abancourt. Very sad at passing by number 47 General Hospital on the way. Tea with some Americans at Abancourt. Left there 9.30pm. Travelled very slowly to Rouen. Arrived there at 1am. July 23rd, car to number 3 Stationary Hospital. Getting there at 1.30am. Supper and bed. Everyone very kind to unexpected guest. July 24th, night staff brought breakfast over to my bedroom. Very nice too. Interviewed by matron. After the first luncheon, relieved on duty in chapel ward. A lovely place with high arched roof and stained glass windows. An American sister Weir in charge. Nice woman and very good to look at. Off duty 5 to 8, so went to Rouen and had shampoo. July 26th, rather heavy days in Chapel Ward. Off duty 4 to 5.30 only. They are treating an enormous number of burns in an adjoining ward. Mustard gas and other kinds. Mostly the new Ambrine wax treatment. Most interesting methods and excellent results. But I think it all depends upon skill, technique and experience. July 27th. Went for a long walk to Darnatal. Visited fine old church there and walked back in the rain. July 28th. Very busy morning ward. Off 2 to 5. With Masterton I visited Saint-Eloise and Saint-Ouen. Very, very beautiful. Climbed spiral staircase to outer parapet and walked around viewing Rouen from every point of view. A very wonderful panorama. And all the time came floating up the organ music and choir at Evensong. Went to a service in the little attic church, number three, stationary hospital, and enjoyed it very much. Everyone rather windy about Fritz. But a quiet night. July 29th, busy doing dressings in Chapel Ward when sudden orders came for me to proceed forthwith. Ambulance waiting. I was given 15 minutes to pack, that is, throw things into suitcases and bed and bedding, etc., into kit bag. Masterton also. We were rushed off in time to catch ambulance train number 33, bound for Abbeville. What a sell! July 30th, Absolutely no need for that bustle and emergency order. Here we are, back at the sisters' hostel, Abbeville, awaiting further orders. August 5th. Still awaiting orders. Went to some sports at number 2 Stationary Hospital, and when we returned at 5pm, found movement orders waiting for Masterton and me. To proceed forthwith to number 19 Casualty Clearing Station by ambulance car. 
very kindly received there, tense again, and much rain. This is Frévent. August 6th. This is a most charmingly situated casualty clearing station, and the whole camp is beautifully arranged. We live in sunken bell tents, as this is an air raid area. I took over charge of the theatre. It is a large marquee, rather two marquees joined together, and it seems to be well equipped. However, it is not at all smart. The surgeon specialist is away on leave, but the second surgeon, Captain Lorry, seems a very nice man. This casualty clearing station is the Third Army Corps. August 7th, taking stock mostly, there are splendid instruments and a fine lot of apparatus, but all badly kept. Some genius with an instinct for plumbing has installed a hot and cold water system over the trough. Very smart indeed for a field theatre, and a real godsend. I find the genius is Captain Lorry. August 8th, turning out cupboards and boxes most of the day. Such a lot of equipment, but badly cared for. I find the theatre sergeant is distinctly pig-headed. I think hitherto he has had things all his own way and he resents my advent. Anyhow, he is a slacker. I see trouble ahead, but I'm ready for it. August 9th. This is such a nice, friendly unit. Colonel Dunn, officer in command, is a most charming man and the other officers and sisters are very nice too. There is much inquiry in the sisters' mess. They can't understand why I have come, as their own theatre sister has apparently only gone on leave. However, I was told to take charge. August 10th. Having rather a difficult time with the orderlies and charge Sergeant Logan, he has a swelled head and is lazy and careless. I lined them all up today, feeling that I could stand the atmosphere no longer, and then I had a heart-to-heart -heart talk with them. Among other things, I said it was the dirtiest theatre I have ever been in, and that if wounds went wrong, it was entirely our fault. I also said that any man or woman who jeopardised the life or limb of an already wounded man was worse than a traitor. Then I said... I wanted to have a thorough spring cleaning and make the theatre the best field one in France. It could be so with the present equipment. It is exhausting work, grousing, but it had to be done. I was feeling very indignant. August 11th. Things improving a bit. The theatre men probably regard me as a slave driver. August 17th. Theatre really looking nice. Everything scrubbed and polished, and even some white paint about. Cupboards fit for inspection. The sergeant and orderlies are much more amiable, and are beginning to understand my peculiarities. I think. <laughs> August 18th. This hospital camp has been here some months, and gardens have been planted everywhere. Our bell tents are pitched over circular excavations about three feet deep. These are lined with tar paper to keep out some of the damp, kept in position with wire netting. There are good floorboards, 
and the edge of the hole makes a shelf as the tent spreads about a foot beyond. The excavated earth is thrown up into a mound all around, and on these grow nasturtiums, which are flowering beautifully. Being below the ground helps us to escape from bomb fragments. Drop in when you are passing, is the invitation. One does most literally drop in. August 19th. The surgeon specialist, Major Sampson, MC, has returned from leave. Was out walking at 6.30 when Gabrielle passed in an ambulance. Stopped to have a short powwow. She is on her way to number six, casualty clearing station, not very far away. Both quite thrilled and excited. Good times ahead. Thank you for listening to Dispatches from the Frontline. This project was directed by Naomi Edwards, read by Geraldine Cook-Defna. Original music and sound design by Zoltan Fecho, with producing support from Tristan Meacham and voice editing by Alex Defna. The creative team gratefully acknowledges the support of the Victorian government through the Community Support Fund and Public Record Office Victoria and Creative Victoria with Regional Arts Victoria through the Sustaining Creative Workers Initiative supported by all the Queen's men. We would like to thank the Selman family and in particular Meg Selman for allowing us to use Nan Ray's diary.